Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Mailbag. Mailbag. Not the one with hair, but with an envelope. <laughs> okay. So. Amy from Wichita, Kansas says, how do we feel about Bobby T coming back and our overall tight end situation? Well, that's a great question, Amy. We were just talking about this, actually, because the market value on Tanyan right now in spot track is $10.8 million. So the question Ooh. is, is Tanyan worth $10.8 million? Two years ago, yes. So other than the injury, what is it? So you, is it the injury concern with him? Because he did take a step into that next level. He's not elite tight end, but he is a very productive tight end. Did a great job. Obviously, 14 touchdowns two, year, you know, two seasons ago. Last season, unfortunate. But he's got the flashes. But is it when we need to clear still, what, $43 million in cap space still? How are we going to pay eight? Boy, and, and, and remember, we talked about this at the beginning of the year. He started drawing a uh, – uh, 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 he started drawing the uh, tougher assignments. Yeah, yeah. He used to get the number twos, and he used to get double teamed a, 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 a little bit at the beginning of the year, and that's why we saw his production kind of fall off at the beginning, yep. right? Whereas yep. last year, he wasn't really a threat until it was too late. The season was almost over, and that's when teams were like, gosh, you know, Aaron really likes to go to this guy. So especially, especially we're a red zone a threat, right? A red zone threat is really yeah. what he was. He wasn't not that he wasn't a big yardage guy because he'd get his 60 yards, six catches, but it was always with the touchdown. He was just a great red zone threat to open up those quick slants to Devontae, you know, right at the goal line going towards the, the corner pylon, those types of things. So he opened up a lot of the red zone for us. And that was where our efficiency went down. When he went down, our efficiency in the red zone went down. I completely agree. I completely agree. At the same time, $10 million a year, how many of these guys are we going to be able to do and pay the increase, right? We're going to get into it in a little bit about how many free agents, 
and the list the list is a mile long right and all of these guys are going to get offered somewhere else where they're going to get market value so i don't know how we're going to do it how do i feel about uh bobby t coming back we'd like him to come back i'd like to come to uh, come back on a team friendly uh contract he just had a major injury and uh, those injuries like that they can really you know have you lose a step a lot of guys end up uh, losing a step we want to see if tommy or bobby has uh, lost a step how do i feel about our overall tight end situation i, I don't uh, other than mercedes there's really nobody else out there so I think we need to, you know, always step up the tight end situation. Aaron Rodgers likes to hit his tight end, Jared Cook, right? Jermichael Finley. He likes to get after those tight ends. I mean, it didn't work out so well with the Jimmy Graham situation because Jimmy Graham always looked like he was running while he was dragging a piano and he, and the turf monster got him after seven yards. I think it's in his contract actually that he's only allowed to run seven yards. So I think that we need to up our tight end game. But you know what, Amy? I have no idea where any of this money is going to come from to get Aaron any type of weapons. They're talking about OBJ coming to the Packers now. This guy coming to the Packers. Where There's no money. There's, there's just no money. The cupboard is bare. Unless Aaron Rodgers signs for $2 bucks and Devontae signs for $2 bucks, there's no money. There's and, there, and there's 20 reasons why we're probably not going to keep Tunyon. And yeah. it's 20 draft prospects. The tight end class this year is extremely deep and yeah. very good, just like defensive end, offensive line, and wide receiver, where you have maybe one or two just really extremely standout players. But for the most part, you have, in, in the case of the tight ends, you're talking about Trey McBride from Colorado State. That dude's the number one tight end in the class. He'll go. He'll probably go in the first round more than likely because a lot of teams are starting to move towards that 12 personnel and starting to copy the Rams and the 49ers and the Packers and the Titans, right? Like those are the four teams that you see. We're all in the playoffs. have all done a very good job in terms of of scheming players open and the tight end position has become critical to the new offense. It's kind of starting to, to come out and, and nothing is new. There's no new offense in the NFL. It's, it's just recycling. Been, it's just recycling, but, but we're coming back, but Trey McBride, but there's keep an eye out in the second round for kids. Uh, this kid, Isaiah likely out of coastal Carolina, really productive tight end. He's probably the number two. I think once we start getting into the number two, three, four tight ends in this class, guys like Jeremy Ruckert out of Ohio State, Charlie Kohler out of Iowa State, Kate Otten out of Nevada, and Cole Turner out of Nevada. Those, that, and and Dulcich too, which is Greg Dulc or Dulcich. I don't know what his, out of UCLA, he seems like the type of tight end that the Packers would get. I, I have a feeling, and we talked about this before, they're going to go after weapons for Aaron Rodgers, and it might not be a couple wide receivers. It might be a tight end and two wide receivers or two tight ends and a wide receiver just because the class is so I think it's going to be three wide receivers. You think so? I think so? it's going to be three wide receivers. I think we're going to get one in free agency that will start right away, and we're going to draft two. I like it. And I have a feeling we're going to hit that tight end position too with those 20 prospects that all just scored so well. There, it, it's a Don't forget, end. right? Goot isn't Ted Thompson here. Goot's not afraid to make moves and shake stuff up and trade away some uh, talent to get even more talent, right? There, there, there's, there's the possibility of a handful of moves here. And the Colts, they're looking for a quarterback. There's four or five teams out there that are desperately looking for a quarterback. And Jordan loves – 
value is going up and up and up. And remember now, Jordan Love right now is currently making more than MVS and Lazard combined. Yep. So, you know, it, it, there's a cap hit right there. And if Aaron's really going to play four more years, then we've still got time to grab another quarterback and draft and develop this quarterback along the way, right? If Aaron's only going to do the, well, maybe just this one year, well, then we got to hang on to Jordan. That's that's our best bet. Well, and this just came to mind with what you said. So the timing in terms of how long, and maybe that's what's taking a while with this contract. I think the de- I think the contract is there. They just haven't ironed out those specific deals details. And that might be something that they're talking about. It's like, good, okay, now you have control, but you really need to tell us how long you really feel you're going to play, right? Are you going to give us two years? Are you going to give us three years? Is it one year, one and done? Because at that point, that's going to shape this draft. Maybe... We keep Jordan Love for another year, but if we know he's going to stick around for three, we get rid of Jordan Love, right? And we get some draft picks. We don't use it on a quarterback this year, but they they always bring in guys to kick the tires on from outside, unrestricted free Blake agent. Guys Bortles, off the- Blake Bortles. He Kurt will ben be Kurt. back. And Kurt, Kurt, Kurt's a great number three, right? We'll have Aaron out there, Blake Bortles and Kurt, and we'll be fine. As long as uh, Aaron stays healthy. Yeah. Next question. Next question. Okay. This one's coming out of uh, Mr. Retz, Jeremy Retz, or or is it Ret Retes? Ret Is it maybe Retes or Red Z? Red Z. Red Z. That's it. That's it. That's it. That sounds better. Jeremiah Retes. Jeremy Retes says uh more important long-term jair or elgin jenkins jenkins oh you know i think it's jair because of the amount of first picks that we use to grab ourselves a db at the i'm gonna go with jair are you i think jair yeah he's yeah stokes him and stokes give us those corners and i don't think we signed douglas and I think we lose King. Oh, well, you know, I'm a big offensive line guy. I love me yeah. those boys up front because as because long as Aaron Rodgers isn't getting popped every two seconds, exactly, buddy. <laughs> <Butt> face. <laughs> but Eldon. He likes <laughs> big butts and he cannot lie. Yeah. Those other brothers, other brothers they, can't, they, can't they can't deny. deny. Yeah. <laughs> My anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hun. You could use my bends or sit-ups, but please don't lose that butt. The timing of the question is is what's important here because Elton Jenkins might not be playing all of next season. We don't know. We saw yeah. it with Bach, Yeah. And it seems like it was a very similar injury to what happened yeah. to Bach. Um, so I'm going to say Jair just because he's already taken a year off. Basically, he, he showed up and yeah. – we know he can play because he came back and actually played during the season, had a couple, he'll have a couple more months off to come back and be as close to hundred percent as possible. Right. Within that, sh- that shoulder will never control. be a hundred percent, but he no. can get it 95. He can get it 96. I mean, he'll have to change his play style a little bit, maybe not lead with that shoulder so many times, maybe lead with the, the other shoulder a few more times. Right. Maybe try doing the old, uh, 
you know, the, the, we used to call it the matador, right? Where you get beside the guy and you trip him up with your arm and you get, oh, hey, right? That's not, <laughs> there he that's, goes. Not in his, that's not in his DNA though. And know. you know what the problem is? And you know, this in tackling, you have your lead shoulder and you have a tendency to like, my right shoulder is completely demolished. And my left shoulder, like when it was, my right shoulder was really fucked up. I would try to switch positions to the left and it's just not the same. You it doesn't feel it. the same. Yeah, you're just whiffing. It's like trying to write. It's like trying to write with the other hand. Yep. So I'm going to say Jair as well, but it's more because of the question marks around Eldon Jenkins right now. But I do think because of all the free agents that we have on the offensive line, those secondary and tertiary players are going to be possibly leaving. Eldon Jenkins is extremely important, but he kind of falls into that line because we don't know where he is. There's been zero news. There's no, he's yeah. progressing. There's no, he's doing good. There's we're not going to hear anything all. until September. Yeah. And then there'll be the, I mean, let me tell you, Bakhtiari looked fantastic in OTAs and spring camp. I was convinced he was back week one. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah. So I, I say Jair too, especially just with the attitude that he brings on the team. You see how contagious it is. Stokes comes in. I love the banter that they have between each other. The little they bit that they yeah, they together. try and outplay each other. Yeah. Oh, you did this, I did this. Oh, 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 yeah. right. And when you have that competition in the back end like that, these guys, they're it's it's it like they just immediately get into the zone, and it's kind of not the right frame because they should be concentrating on their job and whatnot. And instead, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know my job. The left side of the brain is just going to take care of my job. The right side is going to get create, creative here. And I'm going to bait him a couple of times to throw this way. And I'm going to pick that SOB, right? And that's what you want is guys in the backfield going, watch this, watch this, right? Because that's when you get those big spectacular turnovers and the touchdowns and the, right? The Pro, the Pro Bowl highlights. Next Pro Bowl question. Highlights. Next, Next question. Uh, this question is from uh, You've Gone Too Far, and he says, why do you guys rock so hard? Uh, it's in my jeans. I got paradise in my jeans, baby. <laughs> I I'm just going to thank my wife on this one. <laughs> yeah. uh, Scooter 0905. Next question. Scooter 0905. Packer co-owner. Scooter, Scooter's a new follow. Yeah, oh yeah. This guy is from Woodcliffe Lake, New Jersey. Okay. What's up, Scooter? He's an Orioles fanatic, so let's not hold that against him. Oreos like the cookies? Orioles like the uh, oh, it's the same like thing. The, no, you just same dunk thing. them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. Cal Ripken was good. Okay, he yeah, says, was. "How was the cherry?" I said, uh, "It's it's not bad. I preferred the watermelon." I told you before. They it tasted like cherry going down, but then when you burped, it was like pure weed. It was the craziest. It was like a flavor changing in your mouth. So it's what you should do is you 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 and your wife should drink and then burp and then kiss each other right as you're burping and burp into each other's mouths. Must have been love, no. but it's over now. Next to my mouth. I think that's it, man. One, two, three, four. Five. That's it. Wow. Thank okay. you, guys. That's it. Mailbag. That song at the beginning. Yeah. That that song. Mailbag. It's like that? the voice of an angel. Yeah. Who did that? It's <laughs> amazing. I think the best part about that is is the laughing in the background every time. 
It cracks so me up. Let's, let's pull back the up. curtain a little bit on that. So okay. Matt and I decided that proprietary music, you know, we're trying to create our expensive. own. It's expensive. So I, I'm a nice campfire guitarist. I'm not good. I'm not great. I can, when I'm drunk, I think I sound fantastic. So when I get drunk, Matt and I decided at some point, I brought my brother-in-law over with his bass and on my shitty little Chromebook, which I need to get legit sound equipment. For this <laughs> right. Sound. Please but, go uh, to Patreon. Yeah. Donate uh, money for debauchery. We, we, so we, we tried to record. Debauchery. So oh, can... it was hilarious. You guys were just trashed. And it and didn't sound good at all. That's the only thing we got out of a three-hour drink session. <laughs> that was the that was the first and only time I've ever sang the uh, entire song uh, into the Mystic. <laughs> Very underrated guy, right there. I'm man. telling you. I'm telling you. I uh, I'm going to uh, start singing solo. Solo. No one can hear me. Terrible. Never heard that one. Never heard that one, really? All right, predictions. Predictions. Oh, predictions. Seriously, you're on a deserted island with uh, that blonde bombshell, and uh, she wants to do anything that you want to do. We have master. 97 kids. kids and, uh, it, I, right? Like, it would, it, I would just be, I would just be raw. I would be constantly, constantly, like, asking for aloe vera gel. It's coughing. It's, at it this point, gone. there's nothing coming out. Just like, no, just dust. <laughs> If my dick would just cough dust, <laughs> that'd be it. Oh. Explicit. Explicit. <laughs> Seriously, Andy, if you're in the car with your kids, I'm sorry. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. Let's so, let's let's get let's, into the list. Okay. So but, I'm, okay, here we go. These are free agents, okay? Campbell, Douglas, MBS, Tunyon, Whitney, King, Sullivan, Patrick, Kelly, St. Brown, Bajorquez, Lancaster, and Burks. 8, 10, 12, 13 guys that are, no, we, that are just free agents. Just, yeah. They're in the wind already. They are already talking to other teams. The Bears, who have been screaming at us for years that our team sucks, is trying to sign every single one of these fucking guys. And with their $131 million, they, they straight up could do it. That's the scary part. Well, then let's we get our restrictions. Right? He, he knows how to ride the pole. The, the yeah, Bears are learning to ride the pole. They're getting the pole. That's what they get. That's what you, you get the pole. Walk the pole. Okay, and then we have the ex restricted or exclusive rights free agent. We have Lazar, Taylor, Ramsey, Barnes, Hanson, Rivers, Black, Daphne, and Yaiman. Nine. So we're talking 22. 22 players. How many of these guys are starters? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11, 12, oh my God, that's half the team. Half the starters are on this list, half of them. 
And now let's go through let's go through the restricted free agents because this one will be a little bit easier to get yeah. through first. Yep. Okay. So hold on, hold on, hold on. So let's give okay. some people because I didn't know this. I didn't understand the difference between what what the tag because I always we knew they were restricted and unrestricted, but here it goes. There's ERFA, RFA, and UFA. Okay, so a player with less than three accrued seasons is considered an exclusive rights free agent. A player with three accrued seasons but less than four is a restricted free agent. And any veteran four seasons or more is an unrestricted free agent. So based on how much time they've been in the league, and we know contracts, four-year contracts, right, when you get drafted, or and then you have the fifth-year option for first-rounders. So really what they're saying is yeah. if you're still on your first contract and you've been there less than three years on your first contract, then you're an exclusive rights free agent. If you've been there – three years exactly, then you're a restricted free agent. Four or more, you're an unrestricted free agent. So when you say UFA, RFA, or ERFA, that's what that means. It's how much time they've been under their current contract. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Okay. So let's start. Let's start with first. Uh, and let's, I mean, it's a long list. We could do three shows about this. So let's just say stay or go. Yep. Okay. Deal. And 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 we'll 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 keep track here. So we've got. Uh, let's start with Alan Lazar. Stay. Okay, I think he's gone. Okay, so you think he stays? Okay, Yash uh, Nyman. Gone. Oh, I see, and I think he stays. Malik Taylor stays. Yeah, I think he's gone. Uh, Dominic Daphne. Who? I'm sorry, cut out. Dominic Daphne. Uh gone. Yeah, me too. Uh Randy Ramsey, linebacker. He showed up at the end of the season, didn't he? He did pretty good. Yeah, but I don't him know. and I... Barnes, him and Barnes have had this battle of okay games, okay games, and then they have like a couple of great plays and then they disappear for a couple more games. They've been they're both back and forth. I Here's the deal. We signed Campbell and both those guys are gone. Exactly. We don't sign Campbell. At least one of them's got to stay. Uh, it would probably be Barnes. I agree with that. Okay. So let's both say Barnes. As the fucking birds decide to start going. There's the birds. That's okay. We haven't had, we don't have birds out here because it's too fucking freezing. Black. Henry Black. I think he's gone, but the team seems to like him. Yeah. Again, I think this one depends on a, if we sign Douglas, we don't need black. If we don't sign Douglas, then we need black. Yep. Jake Hansen. Who? <laughs> Offensive lineman. I don't know. Um... I need to see what his market value is. Is he on the cheap, right? Because a lot of it has to do knowing the scheme, understanding when they are, and then ultimately it comes down to numbers, right? Because you look at some of the players that are really coming in. So like Razul Douglas, well, let's go back to um, Devondre Campbell, market value for Devondre Campbell, right? So yeah. at this point, based on spot track, this is nothing to me. $6.2 million to bring back, I think, 
spot track is wrong. I don't think, don't you think Campbell's demanding a little bit more than 6.2 years or three years for 18 million? Well, it depends. This is the thing is how much are other teams willing to pay him? Because as much as, you know, it's like the blue book value, right? They go, oh, uh, the blue book value of your car is uh, four grand. It's like, yeah, okay, but my neighbor here wants to pay me six. Yeah. So I'm going to get six for it, right? Is there calculating? And I think that's the issue. Yeah, the comparable players are guys that shut the fuck up, bird. Fucking Chanati. <laughs> Nick Kwiatkowski is somebody that they've compared to him. AJ Klein. Jayon Brown and Eric Wilson. I have not heard of any of those guys other than Kwiatkowski. And that was a while ago. Okay. So let's, let's say this Campbell staying or going staying. It's been 15 years, man, since we, okay. they hit on a, on a, on a linebacker for the first time in, in 15 years. And you're telling me they haven't swung 166 times for the fences, trying to find one and not found one until now. I have a feeling. Him. I think they do what they can to save Campbell. And if Campbell stays, I think uh, we go back to uh, Barnes and Ramsey will be casualties. And I think the next guy up on the list will be a casualty too, Douglas. I think if they sign Campbell, we won't have the money for Douglas. And you know what? Rightfully so, Douglas should get paid what he can. I mean, last year, remember we were talking about this. He was on the practice squad making a couple of grand a week. Now he's got teams offering him. You know, 10, 12, 15 million dollars, right? For a couple of years, couple, two, three years. I mean, he he's gotta get it. Remember uh, uh remember the Patriots, uh remember uh, who was the D B that intercepted the ball in the uh, end zone against the Seattle Seahawks there? What was his name? No, no it wasn't no, the no, good no. one. Remember, it was the secondary uh, one. Yeah, it was I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He was like third string or something, right? Bang, right after that, he signs himself a nice big fat deal and he makes himself some money, right? So I think uh, I think Douglas is going to be the casualty hit. If we don't sign Campbell, we'll end up signing Douglas. We have to. And here's – so the car- calculated market value for Douglas, which is interesting to me, is $9.2 million. So $3 million more a year than, than Campbell – the good thing with both of these players, and it's similar to what Zadarius did, right? Zadarius was not this world-beating player when he came over to us. He was actually kind of buried in the depth chart. Both of these guys were on practice squads when we picked them up. So the fact that they came here and showed up, yeah, they made their money. But it also has to say that historically their grades and the way that they played is not that the way they played this year, this last year. So that might help us a little bit. And the fact that they're, they've they've openly said that they want to come back, right? So obviously all players want to come back and the agents are really the ones who decide what's ultimately going to happen with those contracts when they say, are you going to take 10 million or are you going to take six? Obviously they're going to take 10, but if it's somewhere in the ballpark of a million or so, I think we do extend. I have a feeling that we're going to pay Campbell a long-term contract and it's going to be pretty good money. It's going to be backloaded where he might make six or 7 million this year, but the average will probably be closer to the nine or 10 million. Maybe he gets a Darius Smith's contract. Maybe. Or a Preston Smith, well, it's not a prove-it deal, right, anymore because they've already no. proven. They had their one-year prove-it, so now they need to get paid. 
Who else have we got on this list? Matt and Bruce. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Bruce and Matt. Bruce and Matt. Bruce and Matt. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Bruce and Matt. Matt and Bruce. Matt and Bruce. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Packers without borders. Packers without borders. Packers without borders. Packers without borders. You are listening to my dad and his friend Bruce on Packers without borders. If you like Packers Without Borders, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Spotify, Anchor, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts. Don't forget to hit the like button, hit subscribe, and leave us a review. Five stars are preferable, and if you can find us on Patreon as well, under Packers Without Borders, please throw us some money so we can continue doing debauchery. Patreon slash Packers Without Borders. Peace. Go Pack Go. This is TJ Wims out of Las Vegas, Nevada. This is Matt coming to you from Cincinnati. Hey friends, this is Colton Moore from Central Illinois. This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. This is Shelly from Glen, Michigan. Bales of Hay, and I'm from Kansas City. Hey, this is Jamie Cheesebutt. I'm from LA, California. Hey everyone, this is Ella from Southern Cali. This is Nebels from Chicago, Illinois, and you are listening to Packers Without Borders, the finest podcast in all the land. Okay, MVS. I think he's Who gone. Who the fuck is going to pay $10 million for MVS? And- Apparently, he's getting offers. I, I, In fact, Chicago's even in the mix. Chicago right now has got a sh- ton of money. Here, Here is the two-faced media that pisses me off. Oh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have any weapons outside of Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have. MVS sucks. Lazard sucks. The dude hits the open market, and the wide receiver is worth $10 million, but he's useless, and he's not a weapon for Aaron Rodgers. Never understood that. When I started seeing $10 million for MVS, I was like, I thought nobody liked him. I thought he was useless. I thought we had no other weapons. Yeah. He should be on the screen. uh, It's confusing. I don't think we can pay him the $10 million bucks and really for $10 million bucks, I think we can maybe do a little bit better. We can go out, we can dip our toes in in Will Fuller or Brandon Cooks or any Paris Campbell. No, anybody Campbell. else, anybody else who likes to stay healthy. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. Tunyon, staying or going. Man, this is such a hard one. We talked about this earlier. I think it's too much money for a tight end right now at this point. And with the depth of the class that we've got, I have a feeling they're going to let him go. DeGuara's going to have to step up, and then they're going to pick up some other pieces. Unless he's completely healthy and at 100%, I have a feeling they're going to let him walk. Me too. Whitney, gone. Gone. Nice experiment sucks because i was really excited brought him in we we had so many injuries at that end we had to bring someone in and we ended up getting whitney right i mean fantastic god yeah until he got really hurt right yeah towards bicep kevin king gone yeah yeah i think it's the king experiment is over uh sullivan shannon sullivan He's that good number three, right? Like he's always, he's not flashy. He does his, he's the, he's the box lunch guy on the back end, but 
I don't know what he's going to be commanding. Again, it all depends on Razul Douglas and Jair and what happens there. That's going to dictate a lot of what we do because they'll probably go after some corners in the in the draft. I, I have a feeling that we're going to start building up our younger core again with a lot of these picks. I think he stays. Do I think you? He stays. I think he stays. I think the loss of Douglas. I think the loss of uh, uh, Henry Black. I think we've got to have somebody back there. And you know what? Other than a couple of bad games, he had a few good games. He had two picks. You know, for a guy that only sees 11, 12 plays in a game, to have two picks, that's, that's pretty good. Because I don't think we're keeping Douglas, so I think you got to keep one of them. Uh, Patrick. Lucas Patrick. Myers is really the linchpin here. Another guy that's hurt, right? It's it's a question of whether Myers is going to be able to play next year because Goot, in his presser, in a matter of four minutes, when he talked about specific players, the first name that came out of his mouth was Myers. Of all the yeah. players that you can mention on the team, because usually, you know, coach speak is, oh, they've all done very good. Everybody's doing No, he mentioned Myers specifically to take a leap along with Gary. Those are the two guys. It's it's pretty telling when your rookie center who hardly played um, is in your coach's mouth, right, during a presser at the end of the season. So I have a feeling Patrick he's, is going to be he's gone. He's great. He's He's great. Myers is great because Myers looks for work. So what, what I mean by that is, is when he's in his blocking scheme, if he doesn't have somebody to block, he turns his head and looks over who's, who's struggling. And if, and if his left guard or right guard is struggling, he runs over there and just smashes that guy. And that's what you want, right? That's, that's the mean mentality. He's, he's good for that. So Patrick's gone as well. Uh, Kelly. Dennis Kelly, I think he's gone. I think he was brought in because of uh, so many injuries that Turner. we had. It, a lot of it had to do with Turner and where he was. It was a lot of competition. You Remember know, that we had Bach, Turner, Myers. Yep. We had four go down. It was like grab who you can get, right? Uh, St. Brown, gone. I don't think so. You think I he think stays? He's come back on a vet minimum because he's done absolutely nothing. And Aaron Rodgers, just like Kumaro has talked him up quietly over and over again that he likes this kid. You remember EQ. I was actually really excited in that draft when we got him so late. I mean, it was like the sixth round or whatever, and he was projected for a first round and then just fell off a cliff all of a sudden towards the end. And that's obviously players fall for a reason, right? There's a reason he was picked in the sixth, not in the first. But I think the talent and upside is there. And he's shown flashes of – the limited snaps that he has, I have a feeling that he's going to be a vet minimum comeback to keep that room a little bit intact. Okay. Uh, I, I was really excited about him. Um, he didn't show up when we needed it. Did he? I mean, that's part of the problem is in the playoffs. And when we really needed to flip the field, the way that he did a lot of times during the season, he had a tendency to just not show up, but who else do we have? Molson? I don't know. Bohorquez was great until we needed him. That's exactly it. That's the feeling I got. And whether that's true or not, because, you I'm know. I'm going to say he's not. I'm going to say he's gone. What about you? Uh, Stay I or think, goes? I think he stays. He stays. Okay. Lancaster. Stays. I think he stays too. And Owen Burks, 
I think he's gone. He's gone. The experiment with Burks is done. He's been hit or miss. They've given him a lot of opportunities to step in. He actually had a chance to start several games right prior to Campbell coming in and didn't show. And he, when you'd come in to spell Campbell, it, it you could tell there was a big, huge difference. In so out of 22, we're keeping eight. That mm-hmm. means we've got 14 to replace with a draft where we've only got eight picks. Free that means we're going to have to grab some free agents, man. There's going to have to be some moves. There's just going to have to. Yep, and there's a couple it's good players. We don't need to hit. We don't need to hit these high-priced free agents. There's plenty of players it, that hit free agency, and when you're competing against guys like, well, Godwin now got tagged, right? I mean, Adams and Godwin. Obviously, yeah. I was really hoping that Godwin would make it out. But obviously, they both got tagged. But when you start looking down the middle of that list of wide receivers that are hitting the market, um, guys that we've gone after in the past, we went after Fuller. We went after Cooks a little bit, right? We At least there were rumblings of it, whether that was true or just the, the fake noise that we always have a tendency to hear whenever free agency starts coming to the trade deadlines and those things. So I'm not too sure. But, I mean, you look at the wide receiver free agents – for 2022 right now, this is a great, great class. Right now, obviously, at the very top of this right now is Allen Robinson because Devontae's been tagged, so we're good, right? There's no contract signed, and we have until July 15th for him to sign it, but Allen Robinson, Will Fuller, Jamison Crowder, Juju, Emmanuel Sanders, A.J. Green, Keelan Cole, Sammy Watkins, Zach Pascal, Albert Wilson – Zay Jones, Rashad Higgins, Cedric Wilson. I'm trying to find. There's a lot of other players. Higgins, Higgins would be a great grab. Yep. Higgins would be a great grab. I'd have a hard time believing he's just going to walk away from the Bengals. Well, it's uh, Browns, you mean. Oh, or, uh, Browns. Yeah. Browns, sorry. Browns. I thought, but sorry. You've got. They're both in Ohio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Same team. Look, TJ TJ Chark is a good young player still, right? But, I mean, he's probably going to ask for a little bit more money because he's shown up. But guys like uh, if if we need speedsters, look, why don't we bring in Deshaun Jackson, dude? The dude's 40 and still runs a four flat. You know what I mean? Just those types of veteran players that are looking to – I don't know. There's just so many options at wide receiver. So it'll be – the, the, our wide receiver room is bare. The cupboard is bare, right? At this point, it's going to be I Adams. Think it'll be Adams, and I mm-hmm. think they're going to bring Cobb back on a one-year deal, and the rest will all be replaced. But you can't do that. There's six point two million owed to Randall Cobb if he comes back. Uh, they they always restructure deals. They restructure deals every day. Yeah, but the one-year stuff, all we're doing is pushing money out. I don't think Cobb is worth – they're not going to push money out on a guy that is a one-year rental and keep paying They just him. They just signed him because Aaron Rodgers had a hissy fit. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I think they do. They go, okay, I'll tell you what, we'll give you $15 bucks. It'll be a three-year deal. Uh, uh, $9 million of it will be in the third year. You know, and then we we pay him three this year and three next year. He gets market value, but uh, it's all in his final year, and then that's it. That way he can walk away at the end of the year with no huge cap hit or anything. I mean, let's be realistic here. In about three or four years, when Aaron Rodgers is gone and Devontae Adams is gone, we're going to suck 
hind teat for a year because of the cap hits and the booms and the, we've got to flush that money somehow. Right. So there's going to be a hand, there's going to be at least a year where we have a down year. Hopefully we can keep a lot of these guys signed long-term so that that down year is, it's we spread. made the playoffs, but just barely. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I- the way that they're going to structure these contracts, I'd be curious to see when the payments come due on them because what will probably yeah. happen, maybe in 2023, there's a certain chunk of players that are going to come due that we can get rid of, that we can replace. It's not going to be all at once with this year where all of a sudden in three years we have to get rid of everybody. They're going to structure contracts in a way where we can keep the core of the team together. And if they keep performing, they'll keep extending them. Look at Bach. Bach just got an extension. He just got – redone same thing with jones he just got redone clark just got redone even though they had just done their contracts and that's a lot of what they'll probably do with the players that keep performing to keep them on the roster longer term and pay them out because again 110 billion dollars coming due in in just money for the nfl there's probably going to be a pretty big spike next year in the salary cap big spike meaning what 15 million dollars more probably 20 million dollars more um it'll make up uh, the owners giving up more money right like it's always it's always like oh it's gonna be huge and the owners are like yeah here's a couple peanuts yeah well, right like they they could if the owners gave up just a little bit more we could we could really afford to pay but then they you know then it brings up the whole well then every quarterback because we've seen it all the time we have one quarterback goes out there and has a couple of good games and suddenly they're signing him to 100 million dollar contracts right i mean go ask matt flynn about what happened after throwing six touchdowns right like the seattle seahawks i think are still paying him for crying out loud yeah like there's there's, there's a lot of this or is it bobby bunny yeah Yeah, right every year the mental like two million bucks or something (laughs) it is because what is it the the Bobby Bonilla Day explained Mets will pay him July 1st. He gets $1.19 million a year every July 1st. Yeah, but, but the Mets and the Orioles pay him. The Orioles pay him, so he gets $1.19 million every year in deferred payments for the next 25 years. Until 2035. <laughs> what a great deal, right? That's using your head, man. He's because the smartest he, dude in history. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He should be getting more interest on it, though, I think. So listen, um, so we've got like 15 minutes here. Yeah. What do we want to do for our last 15 minutes? Let's uh, do you, I've got some dad stuff going on. Do you have okay, some dad stuff going on? Uh, not really. Not really. See, I've got. Oh, all quiet's on the Western front up here. All my girls are coming into their own, man. It has been estrogen central here. Fuck. <laughs> Those are the best days. Oh, man, my, my, my balls have officially shriveled up and there's, you know, like after you fix your, your dog and they've just got like an empty sack that hands there with nothing in it. That's exactly how I feel like right now with the amount. You still have your sack. You were allowed to keep your sack. Well, you know, it's, I should have negotiated better. It's that's all that's left, but I've got my oldest kiddo and we'll talk about specifically just, 
boys, okay? Because this is what's going on. She has come into her own and realizing with her friends, especially, and with boys, she's learning the, the, the gut feeling, right? The stomach, the gut feeling of who's not. And you can't tell your kids not to hang out with somebody. You cannot tell your kids don't. You can't because that's the first person they're going to go hang out with. As soon as so, you say it. You make a comment, and a lot of it is you let them make their own decisions. So she has her best friend from her entire time, you know, with the last couple of years. They had a little bit of a falling out, but they missed each other, and they started hanging out again. And she she ran into another friend of hers who we were iffy on, right, because she mistreated her a long time ago. And all of a sudden, now that they're in high school, she's really nice, and her true colors are starting to come out again. So she's like, wait a minute. I kind of not okay. – I'm not liking this. And then her group of friends aren't really liking this 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 girl too much. She's just a little – whatever it is, that just that vibe that you have. And there's this boy that's in her group. And remember, the, the whole date thing, all of that stuff that happened a while ago, the dance and inviting her to homecoming and – the kids showing up all fucked up and that type of stuff. So they just ended up being friends, no longer dating. But there's this kid that is starting to hang around a little bit more often than not. And we were at a place called Charcoal, which is some really good burgers. And my daughter, my old 15 years old, she comes up and she says, oh, so Max is going to come. He wants to take me to lunch. It's like, okay, who's Max? Like, I had never heard of Max, right? It's like, oh, no, he'll come. Kid comes in. Pretty confident, not cocky, not arrogant, but confident kid. So it was nice. He actually walked into the restaurant, looked me in the eye, shook my hand, said, hi, Mr. Edmonds. Very nice to meet you. I'm going to take Paulina out for lunch. It's like, great. Two minutes later, he's like, we're actually going to stick around here. Even better. So they just sat at a different table, you know, and just, I was like, all right, something's going on here. So we asked her, I was like, do you like this kid? Do you not like this kid? It's like, oh, he's just a really good friend. I was like, look, here's the rule that I've learned my entire life with friends. When you have boys and girls that hang out together, 99% of the time, one or the other is attracted to the other. Like it is impossible for a boy and a girl in a group of friends to hang out. And we're just friends. That's why that whole we're just friends thing is bullshit because one person likes the other and the other person's going to get offended when the other person doesn't want to. So I was like, do you like him or not like him? Cause he's obviously interested in you. He's not just looking for friends. So, so do you believe this is a deeper question then? Do you believe that a man and a woman can be friends? Not without some sort of chemical reaction that happens, whether it's attractive or something that there's something more there beyond just being friends. And it might be that you're not the one interested in her, but she's interested in you or vice versa. Because I know all my friends want to nail me. That's, I mean, that's just you a You walk down the street, you have women just crawling <laughs> on you constantly. They lay down their jackets in front of me. Don't step in the puddle. <laughs> So the advice that I gave her with this kid is just because I can't, I can't tell her yes or no, but he came back last Saturday. He's like, Oh, he's going to take me out to breakfast. Great. Last kid that would come pick her up would park in front, have her go out to the car. or She'd have to go pick him up at the house when they went to the movies. This kid actually got down, said, is your dad home? Came down and you know, he's brown nosing. He knows how to play the game. He's being smart, but the kid walked up to the house, it says, I'll, I'll take good care of her. I'll be back. We're just going to go get some breakfast. We're going to go here and I'll have her back in a, in, in a little while. And then when he brought her back, he's like, Hey, I brought her back safe. We're all good. Okay. He's kind of smiling, you know, like I, I got this because 
as a dad, when you have your daughter going out, regardless of the, you know, they're, and I hate to fucking say this, you know, they're going to fucking kiss, you know, they're going to like, it is, ah, I want to fucking shoot him, but you have to deal with that stuff. Um, but ultimately if you're going to go out with my daughter, I need to make sure that you're going to take care of her. Right. If the shit hits the fan, are you going, are you going to step up and not abandon her and make sure that she's taken care of regardless of what it is, whether it's a party and some guys are fighting or some guy grabs her ass, you know, you, you need to, you need to step up. Right. I mean, that's, that's really the way that I, I was with my friends and why I always had to be the guy that went out with like seven different girls, a little group. They're like, their dads would call my dad to say, Hey, can Bruce take them out? Or they would say, I can't go out unless you go. But it was because I just kind of sat back. I had a good time, but if somebody started shit with them or they were uncomfortable, then I'd, I'd be an asshole. See, and I went, I went a different way. Did with you? Mine. Yeah. I uh, immediately was like, this is exactly how you break a man's nose. And this is how you incapacitate a man with uh, 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 groin injuries. Right. Like I was like, this is exactly how you throw a punch. This is exactly where I want you to throw the punch. I want you to do this. I, I will, you know what you do, what you need to do to defend yourself. And I will stand there and I will back you. Right. No questions asked. Oh, right. I, I, yeah. I, Go ahead. I know, I know from experience, personal experience that, uh, a lot of the times the people that hurt you are the ones that are the closest. Well, to be and, clear Matt, with that, she, she carries around a knife that is a quick release knife that she has on the inside of her pants and she knows to stab it in somebody's fucking quad. Nice. So nice. wow. Crazy. Crazy. Crop. Krav McGraw. <laughs> she knows a little bit of that. The close quarters when somebody kind of pins her, she knows exactly where to hit the dude to, to collapse his throat just in case. So she, she knows self-defense, but what I'm saying is I'd much rather her not get in that situation. Um, <laughs> those, like, aren't oh, those aren't friends. Oh. I'm like friends, friends will help you hide the body. Exactly. Right? They won't ask questions. They'll just help you hide the body. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. crack open a beer in the middle of the desert. Right. Yeah. Hurry so up. I heard. Next thing you know, we're digging holes. And then before you know it, you're out there spending the whole night fucking digging holes. So you got to get out there with the whole dog already. <laughs> I know what we can here. I know what we can close on. So all right. that reminded me we've, cause we've got a burial ground for all of our dogs, the Edmonds and my brother-in-law who lost his dog out in the middle of the desert. We've got a spot where we buried all of our dogs, you know, just. Because, oh Yeah. Yeah, we've got a little Edmonds Pet Cemetery out in the middle of the desert. Do you, do you I've always been curious of this. Do you do you put them in, like in a coffin or do you just No, just we lay them in there. So the bags that you can carry them in, you can actually purchase bags that have and it it, it actually has the lime well it's called cal, right? Um the yeah. but it's lye to break down the body and Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that way you don't have wolves and coyotes and all its stuff that's out in the desert getting it, but it's a special bag that you zip up and you put it in there. And we go out there and have beverages and we've done three dogs. But the reason that brought that up is Matilda got a little goldfish a couple months ago. Oh, no. Starting to struggle the last, it was actually on her birthday last Sunday where she's like, she just came in crying. And I was like, it's your birthday. What's going on? She's like, sushi's died. Sushi died. I was like, who died? Sushi, uh, her goldfish. And I look at it and I was just like, well, he's still doing okay. So I kind of changed the water out, you know, did it. And 
made it another 10 just yesterday finally passed away right but what we had to do it's struggling so we googled it so we actually i don't know how crazy but we euthanized the fish by putting it in really cold water um what it does is it just kind of slows them down and then once they come out of the hypothermia stuff, she, you know, and we put him back in the tank again. And then she came in the morning. She's like, oh, he finally died. And I was, you know, we're trying to hide the fact, whatever, from her. I was like, you know what we did? We froze him last night. <laughs> so he doesn't feel anything. And we put him back in the tank. So it's it's going to be tough, man, for my kids to go through understanding death, you know? The circle of life. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, disturbing fact. Uh, goldfish will uh, live up to 25 years. So, uh, you know, 15 days or whatever it is, it's uh, probably not a record. <laughs> um, Pretty close. Uh, I, I used to have, this was back in my bachelor days, I used to have a couple of 77-gallon uh, fish tanks, and I used to keep fish. I used to work at this uh, pet store uh, part-time. I just worked for uh, product and stuff, right? I worked like three hours a week or something for this guy. So, yeah, the next time you, uh, next time you uh, get a fish, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll help you out a little bit. I know the uh, ins and outs of uh, oh. goldfish alive. I got zero, I got zero involved with that because that was her animal. I had a big, I had a 50 gallon fish tank and I had some Oscar sharks and, you know, uh, just cichlids, love cichlids. Cichlids were awesome. Um, but she's got a beta that she still has. It's doing really well. It's just this little baby goldfish didn't make it. Did you, did you ever see the life of a beta? Do you know these things live like, okay, if you make a fist, and you hold it as tight as you can. They live in holes like that in the mud in the in the summertime, right? In like Malaysia and uh, the Philippines and that where they're from. And then when the rains come, the elephants. This is I'm not making this up. The elephants will track through the mud to get to the river, and they will flock out of these holes onto the elephants. And then the elephants make it to the water, and that's how the betas they they make it into the rivers and into the lakes, and then they. You know, they mate, they can actually breathe oxygen like you and I breathe oxygen and they have gills that they can breathe underwater as well. Right. Isn't that crazy? So it's fantastic. Yeah. Japanese fighting fish are awesome, dude. That's how I, I just know them as Japanese fighting fish because in college we accidentally not knowing I had a kick-ass beta and my, my roommate wanted one too. So he came with one and he dropped it in there. And a day later, his was fucking demolished and destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, the men are very aggressive. You can put a mirror up and they will bang into the glass until they're dead. They're pretty, uh, pretty crazy. Pretty, pretty very colorful fish. The females are just very bland. They're not colorful at all. They're short. They don't have the long tails or anything like that. Yeah. Little beta knowledge. There you go. Little drop of knowledge. A little VHS and beta knowledge. There you go. Drop the knowledge. <laughs> right on. All right, brother. Sounds good, man. Take it easy. Stay out of trouble. You too. See you on Monday. Take you later. Peace. Go Bye. Pack Go. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And go Pack Go. Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego.